Avast, me hearties. Tis a night of supernatural shenanigans ahead. Stay tuned. We've got the best in paranormal talk radio. This is the only news you need to know. This is the Paranormal 60 News. feeling kind of piratey before tonight's show. I hope you don't mind. We've got a good show lined up for you, even though we are missing the greatest American hero, the Colonel. He'll be missed, sir. He's busy getting his super soldier serum updates. He'll be back with us next week. But in his stead, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only paranormal detective that's worth his weight in little Debbie snack cakes. It's Greg Lawson. <laughs> yes, I am. Hi, I Dave. Know, buddy. I'm doing good, man. Right now, uh, I'm like uh, only about two blocks away from a huge concert, and they're shooting off fireworks right now. It's awesome. What kind of uh, concert's going on? It's called uh, the Two Step In. It's There's like 50 bands playing. The Judds are playing. The, well, I guess it would be Judd. The Judd is playing. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So look it up. Lots of stuff. Next week, the Judd. Hashtag the Judd. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us right now, the one, the only, Chachi Supreme. I like your shirt, Chachi. Very nice. You like that? Hmm. Where'd you get that? That was a request of one of the listeners, actually, Greg. It was. Actually, uh, yeah, we put it out last week. Uh, this this space for rent on Chachi's chest. Send in some concepts, some ideas. Do you remember who sent that in to you, Chach? Do we have that uh, that email? Oh, I know he has that. Yeah, he wouldn't lose that information. Uh, can I get back <laughs> That's to a winner. That? It's like, I'm like a, getting a, a serum update right now. Yeah. If I could just have a few moments. Yeah, I might be the serum. hashtag, actually. A serum update. <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> serum update. Hey, guys, uh, I've got some really cool news. Uh, exciting news on many different fronts. First of all, this next week, we have got uh, bonus episodes. Now, on Monday, I'll be here live, uh, and I'll have two special guests with me. In the first hour, we're going to be talking about the evil eye. The evil eye. And in the second half of the show, curses and hexes and how to figure out if you truly have one and how to break them. We're going to talk about it because there are so many people reaching out to me believing that they have curses or hexes that have been placed upon them. Or their family. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, I got a couple of experts coming in to to, uh, deal with that. Then next week, we're going to um, take notice uh, of a passing. Um, Lorraine Warren, believe it or not, will be gone four years next Wednesday. Mm. Four years. So... Uh, I wanted to dedicate something special. I'll be here on Tuesday to introduce the episode, but I wanted to do something a little special to um, memorialize her. So on Tuesday, you can join me here as we talk The Conjuring, the Warren's first real case. Lorraine Warren was my guest in 2006. She was kind enough to come on an upstart new show, 
to share some stories and behind the scenes. And um, this this interview meant a lot to me. I did something a little different. I, I could have gone for the throat on the scary and the, the Amityville and all of that. And instead, I really kind of wanted to dig into the beginnings of the Warrens. And uh, I was very flattered by the fact that Lorraine thanked me during the interview because nobody had ever asked questions like these. And it gave her a chance to kind of give the love story and the story of how these two came together. Now, don't think there's not paranormal involved because there is. As a matter of fact, we get to find out about their very first case that they investigated. And Mm. it's a case that we investigated on the Holzer files. So that's pretty cool. It's a short, about a 35 minute episode that I'll air on Tuesday. And for those of you listening to the audio only version of this podcast, it will be available for you as well on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, on the anniversary of the passing of Lorraine Warren, we'll be doing The Conjuring, Phantoms of the Past, with Lorraine Warren again as my guest. We're going to talk about some of the other crazy investigations that they were a part of, including her encounter with the ghost of famed investigator Harry Price. Did you know that the Warrens came into contact with the ghost of Harry Price, Greg? Yeah. No. Yeah. One of the most famous names in ghost hunting. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Monday is is Paranormal 60 as you would normally have it. Tuesday and Wednesday, I will be here. I'll be running the comments as well. It is an audio-only episode, except for the beginning. You get to see me come in and introduce and talk a little bit about this. Um, I'm really excited about both of those. I hope that you guys will be here for that. And then I want to introduce something else that's pretty cool. For those of you that are always looking to expand and find new things to listen to, well, we've got it. I'm almost creating a bit of a hmm. uh, a network wow. here. Um, that's right. Let me, let me show you what's happening. Uh, for those of you listening, you've probably heard on the audio stream that Thursdays is now the Paranormal Mind, a searcher's podcast. Our buddy Shane Pittman and Ray Causey from the TV show 28 Days Haunted are uh, part of it, along with their partner Josh Purvis, hashtag the big perv. And uh, they talk about all different aspects of the mysterious, supernatural, and strange. And we have their podcast. It's only available. uh, We don't have a video for it. We only have audio available on our network feed. So if you're already subscribed to the Paranormal 60 every Thursday, you'll be getting the Paranormal Mind, a searcher's podcast. And not next week, but starting the week after that, joining my network every Tuesday, you'll be able to hear New England Legends with uh, Jeff Belanger and his partner, Ray Auger. Auger? I keep forgetting how he pronounces his name. Auger. Auger. They're going to uh, be sharing some of their favorite episodes with us so that you can listen to those on Tuesday evenings. I'm really psyched and excited to have them be a part of the network as well. So now Mondays and Fridays, the Paranormal 60s, Tuesday, New England Legends, Thursday, a Paranormal Mind, the Searchers podcast. Wednesday, I'm going to fill with some specials here and there and uh, bonus episodes and doing some some fun stuff. So I hope that those of you out there looking for more great content will continue to check this out and uh, be a part of it. So those are what some exciting have you, pieces. have uh, you left open for the Chachiism show? Yeah, that is. We're working on that right uh, on the day between Wednesday and Thursday, that slice of i'll book it as i what do you, what do you have do? booked on what do you what do you got going on on fridays uh that's this show i said mondays and fridays we've got the paranormal 60 you should really catch up greg it's you oh. said you were going to start trying greg 
He's uh, I, oh, I am. I'm I'm there. Well, I'm, this is trying. As a matter I bet, of fact, I bet. <laughs> this is trying. As a matter this of fact, very no, trying. Trying trying, <laughs> trying yeah, my patience. A, that's for sure. We can we can have a, a moment of silence for the colonel. All right, we're back. Uh, let's do this. We've got a guest who, uh, you know, I was going to have her pop on later on in the show, but she's here. She's with us right now. She is the author of a new paranormal crime thriller. Touch me, like see it. me, feel me, hear me. And we're going to bring her on the show with us right now. And because I know I'm going to botch the last name, even though you gave it to me to <laughs> practice over and over, uh, Grace, say your last name. For hey, me. Let me say it. Let me say it. Yeah, okay. let's hear it. Mercan Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's that was why I make the big Greg Lassen. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's Merchandani. Ah, it took me a few years to get it right. So no, no big right. no Well, big welcome to the show, uh, Grace. We're doing a segment we call Buy the Book. And awesome. we like to highlight authors that have uh interesting paranormal fare to share. And you've got a book. Uh, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what people can expect with this new book and I'll pop up the graphic as uh, as you share. I'd love to. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. Thank you so much. Um, so my book, Touch Me, See Me, Feel Me, Hear Me, it's about a um, high school student. She's a senior um, who had a tragic fire when she was younger and lost her parents. And she also lost her vocal cords, her ability to speak. Um, and with that loss came a new gift, and she discovered that she could speak to the dead. Um, they show up in her bedroom at night and ask for favors from her. So she um, has to go and do these missions for these spiritual, these ghosts. And um, mm -hmm. a, a locally murdered girl shows up and wants Sarah's help solving, solving the crime and help to find out who killed her. So um, she goes off with, with this ghost on this long journey to find the killer so that they can be um, put to rest. So there's pretty cool. The idea of, of kind of blending crime and the paranormal, obviously it's been done in the past with uh, yeah. movies like Stir of Echoes, but it's always fun to kind of revisit these topics and give Absolutely. Uh, a voice to these aspects. And you've really done it in a fascinating way because you've kind of stripped the, the hero of one of the main assets, right? Usually right. they're hearing the, the ghost and they can relate the information. And right. in this, this heroine, I should say, has no voice, can't share that bit of, of information. Uh, have you had paranormal experiences of your own? Is that kind of what got your interest in the paranormal to begin with? Well, I have. Um, actually, one of my my biggest muses has been some of the par paranormal shows. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Holzer Files, of course. Um, and, Thank you. And also, of course, the the Ghosts of Devil's Perch is those are two of my favorite shows of all times. But um, now you know. Now you know how to get on the show, folks. Just suck up to the host. That's all. Well, no, I mean, there's quality and there's quality. So um, <laughs> that's right. You know, it takes one to know one. I do want to point out in my book, um, some of the ghosts can speak and some can't. So she, she also has that to uh, overcome. But as far as my own personal paranormal experiences, um, when I was younger, at one point, I did have a shadow figure come into a room I was sleeping in and I experienced sleep paralysis. And, um, I remember it like it was yesterday, even though it was over 15 years ago. I, I was absolutely frozen to my bed. I couldn't move, but I saw this creature in the corner and eventually I woke up and screamed. So when when you saw this being, did it 
did it know you were there or did it just seem to be something like it seems like something was there to there. hurt me it's, oh, it seemed really? like there was just something that that was there to harm me and um it was just like a heavy weight on my entire body um and i was at a friend's house um so it felt like it was attached to the home that i was staying in at the time and i never i never stayed there again I, it was it was the most unsettling thing I'd ever been through. Um, just not being able to wake up my body, but to be completely aware of what was going on in the physical space. So that kind of Very started cool. my my journey into the paranormal realm and um, just just an interest in what what is beyond and and losing people in your life too. I think it makes you question. You know, are they here? Are they around? Um, and if they are, how aware are they of your experience? So, Exactly. Well, and giving a voice to the spirit realm with your books is a cool concept like we've done on Holzer Files and on Ghosts of Devil's Perch. And, and I think that's a, a great angle for it. Again, if people are interested, we have a link for the book. You can pre-order it now. It's on today's program guide. It is Touch Me, See Me, Feel Me, Hear Me. And Grace Merchandani, our, our uh, guest, real quickly, uh, sharing this intel with us about the book. We wish you a lot of success with it, Grace. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate you having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Let us know when your uh, next book comes out, would you? I do have my middle grade series, the Mitzi Clark Supernatural series as well. It's perfect for middle schoolers that are interested in the supernatural and paranormal. Um, it's, cool. it's more about monsters and creatures. So there's that too. So the Mitzi Clark series. Yes, 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 yes. I didn't even really mention that before. It's a right now a three-part series, but it's about a, a young girl whose parents run a supernatural organization, which she discovers. Um, and that was uh, that was my first my first book series that that's been pretty well received. But lovers, kids, and adults alike of the paranormal happen to to latch onto that and enjoy that quite a bit. So I'm I'm quite proud of that series. Well, if you ever need a voice for the audiobook versions, make sure to yes. reach out to Greg Lawson. He's available. He's got a lot of time on his hands. What the hell? Wait, Greg, is it Lawson? <laughs> oh, mercantile being Danny. Thank you, Grace. Lawson. <laughs> Lawson. Have a good one, Grace. Very cool. Look at this. Even the guests come on and take the piss out of Greg. It's amazing. <laughs> hey, no, I'm ready, man. I'm, I'm here, I know. Uh, you know, uh, yep. losing the colonel like that. I'm, I, we gotta, uh, we gotta just move on. I don't yeah. think we've lost him. Have we? Well, I mean, we've lost him for tonight because oh. he's, uh, mm. he's busy with family things. Dave, yeah. in honor yeah. of him tonight, yes. I invented a new drink. He's been doing the martinis, right? Okay. So this is a scotch martini. This is <laughs> scotch in a martini glass. Oh, is that what makes it a scotch martini? A scotch teeny? Mm. Mm. I like it. Delicious. Like it. Is it shaking? And Greg is drinking nope. the same thing he has for the last two months, right? It's Orange delicious. Flavored, this uh, stuff is Jamison. great, man. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, I'm telling you, it's Sunny D. I feel like I'm just. I drinking wonder Sunny if D. we mix if we mix Orange Jameson with Screwball. If we get an interesting flavor, we might. No, it's Maybe. peanut butter orange. Peanut butter orange, yeah. I just, I, I believe that now. I, I don't think so. Yeah. Or maybe next time on Cinco <laughs> uh, De Nino, when we get together, we could both take a shot and then kiss real quick and see if the taste is there. Can I miss that show, Dave? <laughs> I've got uh, other plans. I think with I the broke Greg. That night. I think I broke Greg. His brain just froze there. All right, let's yeah, get to something it. Something happened. Greg, 
You're hey. up. What's your hey, story buddy. for us? You know what? What's funny about this is, uh, is, is I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm honored that you are allowing us to, to pick our, our, our topics and our, our, mm-hmm. you know, doing a little bit of research and stuff like that. Because as you know, I was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I was deployed, when we were deployed, uh, three times we came across derelict ships. And so that's where this comes from. Mysterious ghost ships are still being found by the Navy and the Coast Guard. A lot of people think it's uh, old hat, but it's not. In 1872, a Canadian brigantine, the De Gratia, was sailing between the Azores Islands and mainland Portugal when it came across a ship six miles out and closing the distance between them. Uh, There was something wrong with this unknown vessel, however. Its sails were off and its movements were erratic at best. As they came closer, the captain could see no one was on the deck and received no signals from a crew. When the crew of the De Gratia boarded the ship, they found it deserted, its lifeboats missing, but basically in good order and filled with supplies. They then found the ship's log and discovered it was the Mary Celeste. I'm sure everybody has heard of that before out of New York City. The last entry in the log was 10 days prior, a 400 mile away journey. The Mary Celeste was a ghost ship abandoned at sea and drifting around the ocean without a crew. To this day, no one knows why its crew abandoned the ship. Such events seem entirely possible and probable in the days before radio satellites and other forms of instant communication, but it's still a relatively frequent occurrence when advanced uh, with advancements in technology and other things like that. So mysterious ghost ships. <laughs> other things called. like that. Is that, is that verbatim? Oh my God. I'm just watching your heads go back and forth. And We're I'm just like, trying yeah, to give you yeah. the concept. You're on a ship. Yeah. And it's rocking. Yeah. That's I great. thought that was okay. pretty cool visuals. Yeah. Actually, so anyway, as my story continues, uh, mysterious sure. ghost ships, sometimes called derelicts have been record reported since sailors first took to the sea. Some of these ghost ships are literal ghost ships. Uh, legends and shipwrecks that are reportedly seen sailing again and again, time to time. The Flying Dutchman is one of these ghostly ships of this kind, said to be captained by a spirited condemned to sail forever. Now that condemning, it sounds pretty good to sail around for the rest of uh, eternity. Sounds pretty good to me. But anyway, Mm. then there are the accounts of real ships found at sea with crews missing like the De Gratia discovered the Mary Celeste. The HMS Resolute was found derelict by American whalers in the waters off the coast of Nuntavut in the Arctic Ocean after a year of being locked in ice. It is Nuntavut. It's a uh, uh, it's an island up in the uh, Nuntavut. Uh, it's a Canadian <laughs> island. So, yeah, uh-huh. after returning the ship mm-hmm. to Queen Victoria, she gifted a desk made of its timbers to the president of the United States. And that desk is still in the oval office today. Wow. It's hard to imagine that ships could still be mysteriously found floating adrift in the days of radio communications, global positioning systems, and long range identification and tracking systems. Still as late as January, 2021, ghost ships are still being found floating in the ocean, missing crews under mysterious circumstances. It's true. 
The ghost boat. Yachts, fishing vessels, and private ships of all kinds have been reported by the U.S. Coast Guard, British Royal Navy, and our own Navy, dozens since uh, World War II. Many have been written off as victims of weather. Some have been found out to be a result of mutiny. Many others go completely unsolved with their lifeboats, engines, and other equipment completely intact. Dozens more are North Korean fishing boats whose crews died of exposure or starvation when they were trying to reach freedom somewhere else. So the the reason why the crews of the Mary Celeste abandoned its ship was Mm -hmm. never been determined, though the blame has been placed on alcohol, it's been placed on tidal waves, it's even been placed on, you got it, a giant squid. For the Mary Celeste and other ships whose crews mysteriously disappeared, those guesses are as good as any. Back to you, Dave. I know one of the listeners chimed in and said that the Mary Celeste, they, they realized they they bailed out because of a bad storm. To me, that makes no sense. You're in a big ship. Let's get in a little ship and try to... Yeah. Wow. That sounds like something Greg's, Colonel would do. Greg's calling him out. He says that's a no. Negatory. Hey, I want to thank Loki. Loki, thank you for the love and support. And Lucky Gypsy 13, both of you for showing up with the uh, love, with the super stickers and super shout outs. So we do appreciate that. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have going? Oh, I I do have to mention, for those of you that are listening to the archives of of the show or listening to the show, I don't know if you realize, there's like 125 episodes to go back. So And I know that you're missing it because I can see the tens of thousands of listens per episode until I go back to the first two months and they're all like in the 1500 range. So a lot of you are missing some really good, great episodes. Uh, As a matter of fact, some of the best episodes. Are they? I don't, I I thought they were great. So I think people should go back and check them out. Um, And uh, we're trying to mix things in like we were in the beginning again, doing more of the segment uh, aspects of the show. So I hope you'll go check those out. There's a lot of great episodes for those of you that listen to the audio podcast. For those of you that just follow along here on your television sets on Monday and Fridays or watch the video later and didn't realize that there are so many other episodes, you can find them. They're here under, uh, if you go into my YouTube channel under live, and under videos. Some of the videos are separated in different segments, and I'm working diligently, hopefully in the next two to three weeks, my YouTube page will be even more linear. You'll be able to go find just the news episodes, just paranormal ghosts, ghost-like episodes, just UFO alien episodes, just cryptid episodes. So if you're more specifically inclined, you can find those as well. So I thought that was pretty exciting. Maybe I'm I like it. I like it. No, no, I like it. I like the way that you're organizing it and moving forward and moving in the right mm-hmm. direction. I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm staying trying to speak of Yeah, speaking of ships and, and staying on track, I'm gonna Maybe be out at the USS North Carolina. Yeah, that's a new one. Get haunted. Yeah, you can get haunted with me this July in North Carolina on the USS North Carolina. Is that where it's stationed? I don't remember off the top of my head, but you can find more mm-hmm. information at darkness events. Dot com. Come on out and investigate the USS North Carolina with me. And then later this year, we can journey to New Orleans. New That's Orleans. right. The supernatural yeah. trifecta, ghosts, vampires, and the Rougarou. We will be walking and stalking the streets of New Orleans. We will be guaranteed to find some spirits in the many pubs 
that are down there. So I hope that you'll join us and have some fun. Plus, Bloody Mary Milan will be part of the trip with us. We'll get a chance to see her and so many other great legends, including Dark Waters, longtime friend of the show. He's going to be joining us soon here to visit and share some of his favorite stories from Nolans. So I hope that you'll consider coming out, checking it out, darknessevents.com. That's November 8th through the 17th. All right. Uh, you've got an interesting story for us too, Chach. Way to dig one out. This is this is bizarre. And having just come from Egypt, I wish we would have known about this. Oh, God. Yeah, there are some words in here, I know. Yeah. So get your drinks. Get your drinks handy, folks. Y'all didn't even say, man, I did a good job on this last one, didn't I? I practiced I think by the fact we didn't need to chug anything. Exactly. That was... Well, I mean... Not uh, saying anything you, you, is the best. No. You're, okay, hold on. Hold on. Chachi. Yep. Oh, holy smokes. Yeah. Greg, I don't know how we made it this far in the series and it just took you to today. 130 episodes in to finally do it, but you did it. I'm ready. I'm, ready. I'm here. No, some of it take, takes a little bit longer curve to get things going. That's, that is true. Yeah. 125. All right. Listen, hey, before I <laughs> yes. start it, if you don't uh -huh. mind, Dave, no, we have a special birthday today. Did you hey, know we do. Oh, we do, hmm. don't we? I forgot Whose about Whose special that. birthday is it? Greg? Aaron Kim Karens. I was thinking someone else. Oh. that's uh, Did you make that name up, Aaron Kim Karens? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a fake name. That sounds like the name you give at a restaurant. And uh, name for the reservation, Aaron Kim Karens. <laughs> No? All right, uh, Chachi, who is the person you thought? It of? is. So, there you go. Happy birthday, Aaron Kim, Kar Kim Karens. <laughs> Great having Kim you along for the ride. Yeah. I was going with the uh -huh. songwriter, the singer of our new anthem. Well, I guess it's not new anymore. It's been around for a while. Blind Dog. Boom. Happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday, Blind Dog. Happy mud dog. birthday. Who, who called him Mud Dog? That was my fault. <laughs> mud Dog. I still see that when people bring it up. I'll see hashtag Mud Dog. Mm. So, Sometimes uh, happy birthday. Sometime I'll see, see him sitting there and he's just staring at the floor. He's like, I'm like, hey, what's going on, man? He's like, he called me Mud Dog, man. <laughs> Listen, if we had more than 90 minutes for a show, I would explain why I said that, but not <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. Here oh, we go. Snort. Blind dog. Last week, you got a snort from me. This week, from Greg. <laughs> And we're only Great. one new story in this so week. Pink? Wow. I was I just know. about to say you are very red tonight. This I got these all these the studio oh, lights up. Pink. Yeah. All right. The studio all right. Let's get to it. Chachi, you God, got a story? Twenty seven minutes. To avoid in. it. I am doing everything. A lot of words. <laughs> I can just chat for another ninety minutes and hope nope, we will skip Let's this. get to it. Boom. All right, everybody, get ready. It was big mm -hmm. hand. This is a story I picked out specifically because I knew Greg would feel something towards it. Mm -hmm. A 36-year... What? See, I... 36-year <laughs> hundred. A 36-year... Oh, I'm coming in hot three tonight, words. boys. Three words. Wow. Coming in he's, hot. Not even, he's not even one word in. That's the That's first word is 3,600, and he couldn't even get the word 3,600-year-old right. pits full of giant hands yeah. were discovered in Egypt. Dave, you were just there. I was. An astonishing discovery took place in the fall of 2011 when a team mm -hmm. of archaeologists working in the palace of ancient Avaris, Egypt, found the remains of 16 human hands in four graves on the compound. Two of the pits 
located in front of the throne room contain one hand each, and the other two holes located outside the palace contain the remaining 14 hands. The team of archaeologists who made the discovery determined that all the bones date to about 3,600 years ago, indicating that they all came from the same ceremony. All the hands appear to be abnormally long or even much larger than normal. They were classified into four different graves within what scientists believe was the actual, yeah, I stumbled there, I know, <laughs> Hyksos complex. Hey, what? Yep, trust me. The Austrian archaeologist, Manfred Mann, in charge no, of the... No, Manfred Bitek. I apologize, Mr. Bitek. Manfred <laughs> yep. Bitek, in charge mm -hmm. of the excavation of the ancient city of Avaris, explained to the Egyptian archaeology newspaper that the hands seem to support mm -hmm. the stories found in the writings and art of ancient Egypt. This being the first physical evidence of that the soldiers cut off the right hands of their enemies to receive a reward of gold in return. Besides cutting off the enemy's hands is a symbolic means of removing the enemy's force, the meaning of the ceremony would also be supernatural, as this was done in a sacred place in a temple as part of a ritual. So far, there's no evidence to show what kind of people these hands belong to. I'm not sure what that's supposed to mean. I would guess they're Egyptian people. Yeah. What, what mm -hmm. else would they be, right? The, uh, well, the, whether the hands belong to the Hyksos or the Egyptians cannot be determined. When why did you sound like Barney Fight the Hicksos? It was a I actually watched an episode that could be why. Could mm. be. It was mm -hmm. it was the episode where the town Lolita. drunk bought his first car. Lolita. No. You guys, did you guys ever see that one? Yeah. No? Okay. No. All right, mm -hmm. let's get back to mm -hmm. it. Uh the two pits, each containing a hand, were placed directly in front of a throne room. This section of Egypt was once controlled by an occupying force that most historians believe were bringing them into oh that's nice mercedes just read three yep come on push it uh we're originally canaanites you guys remember the canaanites oh yeah Can canaanites no no, no. i these shall were, smite thee with thy vengeance correct mm. yes. smite so there may be a connection vengeance. to the invasion the other mm. hands which may have been buried at the same time or at a later date are found on the other grounds of the palace <laughs> oh raymond 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 uh, these sacrifices are not surprising in an area that faced a foreign invasion. Egyptians often called on their gods to punish invading armies with, ooh, I almost said plagues, the words plagues. I caught myself. That's worth two points. Does that matter? Yeah, yeah. No, plagues. I don't think so. Ooh, the next yeah. word I almost read is feminine, but it's famine. See, I'm slowing down. Or plagues general, and feminine. General misfortune. Yep. Uh-huh. It is possible that these sacrifices were part of a curse against the invading armies. There is so much more that needs to be investigated, but many signs point to this being some kind of ritual for a god or gods. It is not really known to whom these hands belonged, but the fact that the hands were abnormally large indicates that these people were specially... I don't think there's an S-E-S, right? Especially. Well, that's the way the Egyptians used to spell it. Especially. I was reading an Egyptian. Thank you, Dave. Uh, which is more characteristic of a sacrifice than killing an invading army. You know, um, those hands look a lot like um, seal flippers. The bones and seal Could you flippers. bring that back up, Dave? I didn't get a chance to look. Yeah. Hmm, except it has a wrist and an arm attached to it. And the, and the ring, the, the ring that's on it. Yeah, the mm -hmm. ring yeah. could be a giveaway too. But um, maybe it was like a pimp seal. 
and he had his ring on. Well, throw those other pictures up. Yeah, you won't throw those other ones up, will you? Uh, Look at all those seal freaking. Uh, see that? Or, or they're seal again, flipper. Or things. it could be they're just giant hands. Where would they Look find 3,600 seals? the image. Seals? Hmm? A, Where would they pink, find 3,600 seals? Pink porpoises. Uh, it wasn't 3,600. It was 3,600 years ago that this took oh. place. Who read that story? <laughs> I, I'm not quite sure. I'm not quite sure it's been read yet. Uh, <clears throat> I'm red. Look how red I am. I got to change these lights in this place. Yeah. Yeah. That's this is, it. Uh, lights. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very strange. Uh, let's do this. We have to uh, take a quick break. And please, again, folks, support the advertisers that support this show because it is with their love and their their support that keeps us floating just like many of you showing your love and support with the uh the super stickers and super comments and super thanks uh but please these are great advertisers and when you take a chance on them and hear what i've gotten what they've gotten you're going to absolutely love all of these different products so please do check them out and uh utilize them it would mean a lot to me after years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are just $15 a month, when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores, passing those sweet, sweet savings directly to you, my darklings. It has been such a good change for me. I've saved so much money in switching over to Mint Mobile with all of my family and so many people bleeding me drive. I was so happy to find some relief, and Mint Mobile has been that relief valve. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month. So say bye-bye to overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills, and unexpected overages, and say hello to relief. Thank you, Mint Mobile, to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash p60. That's mintmobile.com slash p60. Cut your wireless bills to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash p60. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Haunted Magazine is a publication dedicated to all things paranormal and spooky. Each issue features articles, interviews, and stories about ghosts, hauntings, and other unexplained phenomena. The magazine also covers topics such as cryptozoology, UFOs, and other aspects of the supernatural. Expect to find in-depth investigations of haunted locations, first-hand accounts of ghostly encounters, and reports of paranormal events and attractions. The magazine also includes features on the latest ghost hunting technology and techniques, as well as tips for those looking to search the supernatural on their own. Issue 37, The Frights of Spring, will be in stores from March 6. So remember, don't be normal. Be paranormal, and order your copy today. Hey, my friend, start making that 
dream a reality. If you want to purchase a new home but not sure where to start, your first step is know your buying power. Reach out to Winnie Schrader. She's a loan officer, NMLS number 2322331. You can reach her at phone number 763-203-9641. That's 763-203-9641. Or email her at wschrader at prmg.net. She's with you every step of the way. Contact her today. All the great places I'll be are easy to find at darknessevents.com, and I'm going to be all over the world. I hope to see you there. And again, later on this year, I'll be in Austin, Texas at GalaxyCon. Yeah, joining are. me, we have the Colonel, we have Chachi, and the paranormal detective, Greg Lawson, all on hand. And we would love to see you and meet you, greet you, hug you, do pictures with you. So come on out and bring us sealed bottles of booze. Hey. Is that fair to say? Sealed bottles? Yeah. I'm being very no, specific. No, guys, I'll drink whatever they bring. It's all right. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah. Here's it. I made this at home. <laughs> Stir it what up for in you. the world? What are our fans doing that for? That's weird. Doing what for? Spit? Well, you know. Jeez. Uh, we've seen the show. Right? We have. Yeah. <laughs> we've seen the show. All right. Uh, let's see. Greg, you've got an interesting story. This has been all Do over I? the news this Do week. I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Dave. I, I am interested in uh, in <laughs> UFOs and UAPs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So UFO footage taken from um, uh, that, that place over there. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. UFO footage taken from there. a private plane over Columbia causes a stir. UFO mm -hmm. footage taken through the window of a private plane over Columbia has enthusiasts and amateur investigators in a tizzy. A tizzy? T T-I-Z-Z-Y, Tizzy, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Model Valentina Valles was flying over Antiochia. Antioch. 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 Yeah. No, Antioch. Antioch. Yeah. Antioch. Yeah. Colombia. It's not Antioch. In, uh, in a Cessna T-303 Crusader. When the video was taken, according to the Indy 100 and the Hidden Underbelly 2.0. In the footage taken from the cockpit, a diamond-shaped UFO is seen zooming towards the plane, then passing it on the left. When you fly and see an alien, a caption uh, was written on the video. According to Jorge Artiaga. A, mm -hmm. The object observed was not a balloon of any type, not a drone, and not any known object to him. The Hidden Underbelly 2.0 wrote, He recorded a video of the sighting which has been confirmed to be authentic. Artiaga recounts that the object was first seen floating stationary at a specific point between Medellin and Santa Fe, Medellin. Yeah. Sounds like you're Medellin. having a stroke. Yeah, that's why it's Medellin. Medellin. Medellin and Santa Fe. You have to pronounce it properly. And you know, apparently, it strange when you're speaking American. Uh -huh. uh, and uh, as his co pilot, Daniel, were flying toward Medellin when they noticed the object. Yeah, somebody from Colombia, please correct me. As they approached the UAP, it suddenly moved toward them, prompting Artiaga 
to ask Daniel if he saw and heard it, or Yaga then turned the plane around, capturing the first video of the stationary object. As he was filming, the object moved slightly and he began to hunt it with the aircraft. At this point, the UAP started moving toward them. Artiaga managed to avoid the object while flying at a speed of over 130 to 140 knots, which is like really fast. It's like 300 kph if you've uh, watched Star Trek. 300 kph. Uh, he also noted that the object uh, had it. <laughs> oh God! Here we go. He noted that had the object been in a balloon, the aircraft's wake would have blown it away or disrupted its position. Mm. He also ruled out the possibility of it being a solar or helium balloon as it was sighted uh, above 12,500 feet with temperatures around five degrees Celsius. Mm. He expressed fear during the encounter. He's going to expect it right uh, there. Throw an S in there next time, buddy. Hold on. <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> Words is hard. Words is my, my very wife, hard. My, my, yes. my mouth is dry. Artiaga expressed you your wife. What? You said my wife. No, my, my mouth is dry. Oh, okay. Yeah, play that back. Either one. Artiaga expressed right. fear during the encounter, insisting that the object was neither a balloon, a drone, or any other object known to him. Back. Hmm. So here's the actual footage. I've been playing it while you were talking. So for those of you that are listening, this is going to be not as exciting. But for those of you watching, it's pretty compelling. I mean, you, you're looking out there. He sees this silver thing, and it it flies right up alongside them. I know Ray, Ray Lancashire says that he thinks it's just a plastic bag. That does not look like a plastic bag to me. You know, it looks like an orca. <laughs> okay. Or maybe just a giant seal. Like, like a robot uh, orca? One of the 3,600 like? seals they found in Egypt? Yeah. What do you think of that, Greg? I mean, are you uh, are you impressed by that footage? That's pretty uh, cool. No, it's pretty cool. Um, so the uh, the question is, uh, it's, it's, it's very hard to figure out whether that thing's actually moving or it's the plane moving. So you have to do quite a bit of math. Uh, stingray on steroids. Yeah. It, it actually, well, uh, it appears to be moving because you see it come flying up as the propellers are still going on the plane. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't hmm. know. I could be uh -huh. wrong. It's been they, were, they were doing 130 miles an hour, which is 300 kph. kph. Wow. Yeah. Kernels per hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you spell it with a K. That's sure. a porn joke. I like that, Dave. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Very All right. You. Very, uh, I thought so. All right, uh, Chach. You've got a story to share. This one's this one's very humbling, man. This is something pretty remarkable. Yeah, I really like this one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you need to drink for this one. It's a story yeah, about Jesus. Jesus. Jesus Christo. Yeah, okay, here we yeah. go. All right. A woman who survived a nearly fatal heart attack died for 27 minutes, and she says she saw Jesus and heaven. Tina Hines suffered a nearly fatal heart attack. She was effectively dead for 27 minutes and claimed she saw Jesus during that time. In February 2018, Hines was getting ready to go hiking. Instead, she's... <laughs> funny. Why? What's that? Is that Jesus? 
Yes. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. All right. Yeah. Uh, instead of going hiking, she suffered a heart attack, and her husband, mm. Brian, jumped to the rescue. He mm. called the ambulance, but it appeared that Tina's fate had been sealed. The ambulance, you say? Ambulance. Yeah. How it's spelled? Called... Ambulance? Bambulance? Yeah, what? the ambulance. He called the ambulance. All I right, keep that. going. I think I the story on, can't go on much longer. I think Come I on. need another bathroom break. Come on, step up, dude. <laughs> boring. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Can we mute him or something? Remember the good old days when you used to like kick him off the hey, show? Wait, 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 wait. Now, the woman from Phoenix was revived six times and spent almost half an hour effectively dead. That's when she saw the afterlife. When mm. she finally woke up, she asked for a pen and paper. Her husband mm -hmm. recalls, she just started making marks and I couldn't tell what it was. And I was almost shaking. I was fixed. I just held the book steady. Because I didn't want it to drop. We figured out that she wrote I-T-S-R-E-A-L. Her husband recalls. What's it's real? She just started making marks. Oh, oh no. That was the paragraph before that I already read. I see what happened. <laughs> 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 this is, look at how short this story is. Oh, look oh, at Look at, oh my God, I can't even show it. Look at how short this story is. And he uh, can't. Listen, you have yours big printed hands, up? Big hands, short story. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right. Listen. You, you got it all printed. So she up. wrote it's real. On, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase. I'm going to stop reading. I'm going to just recite <laughs> it from memory now. Okay. Oh God. It's an NDE, by the way, near death. All right. Experience. Let's. Uh, yeah. So. So Chachi's just going to recite said, no, this no, no, from memory. No, I got it. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't read it. She said, it's real. Mm -hmm. And he says, what's real? The pain? The hospital? Her eyes were closed and she was fully vented. But she's moving and she's doing all this stuff. And my daughter says to her, mommy, is heaven real? And she nods her head, yes. <laughs> Tina spoke about the experience. Hold it in, Dave. Little, there's a little critical license being taken here. I don't see the line about mommy. <laughs> Listen, what do they call that? Dramatic effect, right? A dramatic license, sure. sure. Uh, Tina spoke about the experience. I just wanted mm -hmm. to share that I saw Jesus, Jesus's Jesus. face to face and the unbelievable rest Jesus. and peacefulness of what mm -hmm. I was experiencing. Experiencing was Jesus there with his arms wide open. Sing it, Dave. No, I refuse. All right. And right behind Jesus standing there was this incredible glow. It was the most vibrant pink, almost like the face of a paranormal detective. <laughs> she confidently claims, Jesus is real, mommy. Heaven is real. Tina's niece, Maddie Johnson, uh -huh. said her story is too real not to share. And has given me a stronger confidence in a faith that so often goes unseen. Mm. And seen. Seen. Nice. That's, uh, you know what? That one's, I have the next story. It's going to be hard to follow. So let's cleanse our palate mm. and let's do this. Let's yeah. have a creepy story as told by one of my favorites. All right. It's scary story time. I'm at the Michigan Paracon. I've got my buddy Jeff Belanger here, who is the lead writer researcher for the Ghost Adventures TV show. He's written over a dozen books on all aspects of the paranormal, and he's the host of our New England Legends podcast. 
which can be heard right here on the Dark Matter Digital Network. And you're going to share with us one of your own weird personal encounters. All right, Jeff. So here's what happened. We were at the Penhurst Asylum. I was there with you, Dave, and Zach Bagans. We were filming a Paranormal Challenge, and we just got there. We were on the grounds for like five minutes. We went into one of the tunnels that connects two of the buildings, and we're just looking around as, as everybody's getting set up. And Zach's like, well, look at how crazy this is. Look at this place. And all of a sudden, we hear this giggle from deep in the hallway, this little giggle. And then this rush of air just goes right through all of us. And all three of each other just look at each other and go, oh, man. It just felt like that building was ready to talk that night. And I'll never forget it. Thank you very much, Jeff. Very cool. Let me remind you that the New England legends podcast our new england legends podcast will be part of this network starting in two weeks every tuesday so you'll be able to tune in and hear some really cool creepy stories and for those of you that are like but i'm not in new england what do i care you'll care They're no great his stories story are great they, he does yeah. such He's a, a fantastic good storyteller yeah. yeah what yeah. was his name <laughs> jeff bellinger bellinger <clears throat> bellinger see that's going to be tough to to uh to live up to because this next one is all story oh. and uh, to, to make it even harder it's there's this guy wanted to remain anonymous so there's no actual photograph so i had to do my best to tell this story for those watching to give you a visual that's better than just watching me read so i want you to focus on what i think are some of the most beautifully intense ai graphics that were ever created to tell this tale a hunter has stopped going into the Tennessee woods after his creepy cryptid encounter. After 30 long years, a Tennessee man <laughs> has finally revealed the reason behind his abrupt decision to stop going into the woods. The man who has chosen to remain anonymous has kept his secret hidden for decades, but recent events have prompted him to speak out about the harrowing experience that led to his avoidance of the Tennessee wilderness. The tale he tells is one of fear, survival, and a brush with the unknown that forever changed his life. The Tennessee woods used to be this man's sanctuary, a place where he could escape the hustle and bustle of everyday life and connect with nature. He would spend every free moment there, hunting, fishing, camping alongside his two loyal German shepherds. And on this particular day, he packed light and only hiked a couple miles into the Smokies. He set up camp and spent a perfect day exploring the area with his faithful canine companions. The dogs fussed over some scat at some point, but the man believed to be from a bear. A bear, he said. Fear not, my faithful little dog. It's just bear poop, which I don't know that that would make me feel any better. Maybe I'm wrong. As late afternoon arrived, the man was ready to settle down for the night and start a fire to warm up his campsite. However, he noticed that his two dogs seemed unusually agitated, barking and growling at something in the distance. Even though they had always managed to keep bears away before, the man couldn't help but feel a twinge of concern but he had his trusty rifle by his side and he was confident that he could handle anything that came their way. As night began to fall, the warm summer air enveloped the campsite, prompting man to leave the tent door open. 
He settled in for the night with his two dogs nestled close to him. He awoke soon, seeing bright moonlight illuminating his camp before he realized the dogs were making deep, low growls and had hackles raised on the back of their necks mm-hmm. and something. He then noticed another noise, like a, a thrumming groan coming from outside the tent. The source of the groaning noise became apparent as the man's eyes began to adjust to the darkness. He could now see a dark outline that seemed roughly the shape of a bear lurking just beyond the now cold embers of the campfire. The man shouted at the dark, looming figure outside the tent. To his surprise, the creature went quiet, but then began to grow in size until it was towering over the screen window in the tent roof. The man could hardly believe what he was seeing. He had never encountered anything so massive outside of a zoo. Meanwhile, his two dogs continued to growl, their instincts telling them that this creature was not to be trusted. He could hear the creature inhale a long, slow breath before letting out a trumpeting call. It sounded like a mixture of a lion's roar and a human shout. The dogs were terrified into silence, and the creature bolted away. He was helpless to stop his canine companions from giving chase to the creature as they ignored his commands in favor of the hunt. Without a second thought, he grabbed his rifle and had Lamp and ran after them. He could hear their barking in the distance, but they were moving too fast for him to keep up with. Then he heard something that sent chills down his spine. A maniacal laughing sound, like that of a hyena, coming from the same direction as the dogs. Despite his growing sense of dread, the man continued to follow the sounds of barking and laughter, hoping against hope that he would find his dogs safe and sound. But as the night wore on and the barks faded into silence, he realized he had to return to camp or risk becoming lost himself. He stayed up all night waiting for the dogs to return to camp, calling for them occasionally, but to no avail. As soon as the sun came up, he set off again to search for his beloved pets. After hours of searching, he finally stumbled upon them. One badly injured and whimpering from within a thicket of bushes, the other torn to pieces. The loss of his dog's life hit him hard, and the surviving canine was never the same again, becoming fearful of both the night and the woods. The man knows he encountered something truly horrifying in the woods that night, something that was far worse than any bear or other known predator. To this day, he has never been able to fully explain what he saw and heard that fateful night but he is certain that it was an encounter with an unknown creature that made him give up exploring the wilds of Tennessee forever. Huh? How's that for storytelling? For a moment, I closed my eyes just to imagine, like you said, Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I opened my eyes and I saw what was on the screen, and it did not align to what I was imagining. <laughs> this is not the creature. This is not the creature I was imagining. Yeah, still terrifying. Oh, I mean, look at that. Terrifying. terrifying. To try so, legged something. What was that? I hope you all enjoyed uh, the video uh, photographs that I was able to supply with this. The highly uh, creative AI photographs. They're amazing what AI can do now with just a little bit of information. The budget on this show has gotten enormous over the last 125 episodes. I'm spending tens of dollars, tens of dollars. And that's why we need your your help and support (laughs) on this show. All right, Greg, it is almost an hour that we've gone on this program. And we have two more to go. Chilling story to share. Do we? All right, Greg, the story is yours. I don't know whether it is or not. Make it your own. I don't know if this is my my story or not. Hmm. Make it your own. All right, mom. What? Yes, that's your story. Yeah. Yeah. What what were we going to say, though? I was going to say, mom makes eerie discovery. That's your story. Mom makes eerie discovery. Yeah. (laughs) That's the one you sent me, son. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, yeah, if I can, uh, if I can get it pulled up. All right. So mom makes eerie discovery in secluded bed and breakfast. Breakfast, you say? Yeah. So I've, I've, I, you know, Dave, you know, I've mm, always wanted to have own a bed and breakfast. Uh, do I you? think that would be great. Yeah. I do know one that's for sale. I know there, there's quite a few and, uh, and I'd really like to do it, but, uh, Lynn doesn't want to do it. So anyway, Finding a painting of someone who looks exactly like you has got to be high up on the list of the creepiest things to discover in a holiday rental. Holiday mm-hmm. rental. A okay. family in Sweden staying at a secluded bed and breakfast to break up their drive home from a ski trip noticed a painting on the wall that looked eerily similar to their son. What? Yeah. Uh-oh. Just arrived at our secluded rural bed and breakfast to find a painting of our youngest child, Jenny Stevenson, wrote on Twitter alongside a side by side. Good God, man. On Twitter. Uh, is that right up there with uh fake book? My spasse? I had to oh. I have to open up a new bottle of whiskey here. God, yes, you do. God, maybe you should. There goes the budget for the show. Here we go. Uh, So uh, anyway, okay. uh, I wrote on Twitter, a long Mm -hmm. side by side picture of the painting and her boy. My daughter just went, mom, there's a picture of Barney on the wall. She said, is that Barney? Mm -hmm. It's going to be Barney. Purple. That's pretty amazing. uh, Barney. Uh, there's absolutely no terrifying precedence for this, so it's probably fine. Precedence? Steven said. Preces, precedence. There's no precedence for this? Oh, come on. Precedence. precedence. Hey, here, hold on. Is, uh, just drink. Good God. Chachi's quit the show. Jeez. <laughs> Miss I Stevenson. another bathroom break. As Greg was reading, so I figured that was a good time. Uh, yeah. Look at the picture, though. If you walk in and that's the painting on the wall that's and that's creepy. your kid. That's oh, crazy. it gets better. It but gets one of better. them is a girl, though. Right. So there's That's a boy okay. and then there's a girl. Mm-hmm. So, Miss Stevenson, who relocated with her family to Sweden from the UK two years ago, told the mirror. They arrived at the bed and breakfast around dusk and were getting ready to sit down for dinner when they noticed the painting. 
OMG. If I find the picture of the other four of us, I'm definitely out of here. Dave snorted. Uh, you don't have to ask. Miss Stevenson replied. Y'all want me to do that again? Please. No. Y'all want me to do that one again? Yes. Yes, I do. All right. So, no. OMG. If I find the pictures of the other four of us, I'm definitely out of here. Miss Stevenson replied. A second update confirmed that the family survived the night, but probably wasn't the most comfortable sleep they had ever had. She says, I did wake up at one point and hear unusual papery sounds as though someone was flipping through pages of a book. Oh, <laughs> Oops, wrong. Yeah. there we go. <laughs> the, the, uh-huh. The painting was by Swedish painter Carl Larson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's called Flowers in the Meadow. Mm-hmm. A Twitter user posted the two pictures on top of one another with 50% overlay and asked, is it too late to find another place to stay? Are you guys Back ready for this? Yeah. This Uh-oh. is the overlay photograph. Let's, let's look at the overlay. Pull up the overlay. That's it. That's the boy with the overlay of the painting on it. Wow. That's him. I mean, the way it aligns is unbelievable. Yeah. It's literally perfect. Yeah. My, literally. That's crazy. Yeah. Mean, it's but perfect. I like that she woke up to the sound of, of paper crinkling. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> now we know where Marty is. Yeah. All right. Uh, chach, chach, yeah. chach. Without Marty, I think we found the missing link. We're going to be out of here in, in an hour and five minutes. What Let's have you got this. for us? Come on, come I, I, you know, because because Greg was reading. I wasn't paying attention. I was looking at the comments and uh, mm-hmm. someone asked, did Marty go to AA? Is that why he just he's not here? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's entirely uh, possible. No, he's, I think he went to Al-Anon. Yeah. Friends of AA. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh-huh. mm-hmm. talked a little bit earlier. Oilier? <laughs> Good God. No, it's great. This just proves exactly. This proves it's not my reading, right? I have great reading abilities. <laughs> Do you? Really? Trem- tremendous reading abilities. I can read silently. Ability to speak. I can read silently. Did you guys know? This uh-huh. is the did you know. Okay. The Conjuring TV to- series is in the works what try to talk faster would you <laughs> good no. god it's like come on the the series <laughs> the words are all <laughs> in a different order when i look at the piece of paper Just the conjuring do. tv series is in the works at max that's right the conjuring universe is expanding to television warner brothers discovery's streaming service max <laughs> Which is going to be the rebranded HBO Max for those of you that use that. With more content from sibling streamer Discovery Plus Minus is developing a TV series based on the horror franchise which encompasses eight movies. I had no idea there were eight movies. The film series producer Peter Safran will executive produce. Oh, will executive produce. That's That's a big word. James Wan, who directed the first two Conjuring films and produced seven of the eight movies in the franchise, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. also in talk talks. There's no <laughs> R in talks. Is also in talks to serve as an executive producer. What concerns me is there is no writer yet attached. 
The Conjuring series is one of several announcements Warner Brothers Discovery made Wednesday at a press event unveiling Max, the rebranded HBO Max, and upcoming programming, including the official green light for a Harry Potter series, as well as another Game of Thrones prequel. The th- pre, there should be a little dash in there. It totally looks like prequel if you read it fast. Prequel, everybody. Prequel. Keep pushing. Come on. I got reading. One, reading is reading is fun for mentals, my friend. One paragraph to go. Mm-hmm. We'll read Jesus. it quickly. Come on, just push it. Push it there. there you. <laughs> you have as much trouble as I do, Greg. <laughs> the three conjuring movies center on demonologist Ed and Lorraine Warren, who investigate mm-hmm. and document paranormal events. The franchise also includes the Annabelle trilogy, The Nun, a sequel to which is due in November. Also, I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. And the curse of my favorite, La Llorona. The eight yeah. movies have grossed more than, and this number blew me away, two bazillion dollars. <laughs> I didn't even know that number was real. Oh, two billion? I'm sorry, yeah. two billion dollars yeah. in the box office. And Andrea Perrin. I like yes, Raymond. Does Raymond, Dave you're absolutely right. That's how it happens. Finally, somebody has figured out what is going on. Here I is have, the story. I have this from the viewers for a year and a half. I won't do it anymore. Raymond, he's calling BS on you. That's exactly right. Every piece of paper I get is full of typos, intentional misspellings, wrong words. That's why I don't print mine up. I I try to do oh, mine on on an electronic thing. Mm-hmm. Let's just uh, turn off the background and let's hold up the story so everybody out there can read it for themselves. Yeah, look, look see at the story. No this is the story I had to read. You see that? No typos. Barely readable. None. 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 Barely readable. No typos. Good God. All right, oh. folks. Let me remind you, uh, now that you know about the Conjuring series coming to Max. You should be reminded that this coming Tuesday and Wednesday, we have bonus episodes bonus. on the Paranormal 60. And I hope that you'll be here to tune in with me on Tuesday night, The Conjuring, the Warrens' first real case. Uh, Lorraine Warren was my guest in 2006. She came on to talk to me about her life with Ed and divulged their first case to me, a case that if you watch the Holzer Files, you'll be familiar with. And then she came back months later, just two weeks after the passing of Ed Warren, We were the very first radio show that she ever gave access to after the passing of Ed. She came back to talk about uh, phantoms of the past, some of the cases that they worked on, and her encounters with the spirit of Harry Price, famed paranormal investigator. That's Wednesday as we take note of the fourth anniversary of the passing of Lorraine Warren. I hope you'll be here to celebrate the lives of the Warrens with me on both Tuesday and Wednesday this week and give that a listen. Our final story is here but first apparently chachi no just, just a quick more. plug oh. the, the chachi yeah. shows on the day between wednesday and thursday you mentioned that yeah earlier. right in between there yeah so, so look, look for us we're not doing q a today uh um, no yeah. vanessa hudgens has a new documentary exploring her witchy awakening vanessa hudgens has long had a thing for witches the actress yeah. is taking her interest in the occult and the spiritual to the next level sharing a mm. new documentary world called dead hot in it hudgens is joined by her best friend Gigi mcgree and the two traveling to salem to explore everything related to witchcraft 
The film follows Hudgens and McGree as they take to the hotbed of witches in America, including submitting themselves to ghost hunting quests and more spooky situations. I've always felt really connected in a way I could never explain, said Hudgens in an interview. I was filming The Princess Switch 2 or... Maybe it was three, and I had my first conscious witchy awakening. I was learning about the history of the women who were wrongfully accused of witchcraft and learning about that witchcraft and what it really is. The show had help from Leslie Garvin, a spiritual consultant who vouched for both Hudgens and McGree's passion for witches and their history. I know that people have different beliefs of it. We're in a society where there's been a very clear directive path of what a ghost or spirit is. And I think we're in a new age of that changing, said Garvin. I always say, just be curious instead of being judgmental. Instead of being skeptical, just stay curious. When you're curious, miraculous things happen. Hudgens revealed that she didn't discuss this project with anyone, keeping it to herself and only discussing it with the people involved in the program that she felt could understand her. I feel like the universe unravels itself in the most beautiful ways. And at that time, the makeup artist I was working with comes from a long lineage of witches. And she had brought something up about being a witch and about me being a witch. It was like, okay, so what does this mean? Dead Hot is now available to stream. If you want to go check it out, it is available on Tubi to watch for yourself. Open my Salem has been associated with witches. Witches are healers. But you've got to be careful. Oh my god, Gigi, something's happening. Are you here with us? We are taught not to cross lines between the living and the dead. The darkness and the light. But now... I feel like I want to share this part of me. They said the ghosts come and get us, baby. We've been interested in witchcraft and connecting to spirit. We just want to know more. The ghosts you're going to encounter are much stronger than anything you'll encounter anywhere else. Is anyone here? Oh, oh my God. God. I don't want to go in that room. It's like on my shoulder. Feel how hot that is. Oh, my God. This is just as much about tuning into ourselves as it is with the spirits. Dark is what we don't understand and don't know. It's not necessarily evil. So many women were killed because of such a pure thing that they were practicing as a sisterhood. This whole journey you're on is about you finding the goddess right there inside of you. She's been there all along. That's right. You can watch it free on Tubi. All right. I saved this last little bit because I knew that you guys would have been drinking and this was going to throw us right off the rails. There's another book that was brought to my attention this week by our rabid listening audience, mm-hmm. viewers from around the world, constantly rabid. sharing insights. And they said, I think this is a book that your team of learned scholars and amazing readers would enjoy and greg another paranormal book out there folks it's called the haunted vagina here's the book description 
It's it's a real thing, folks. It's difficult to love a woman whose vagina is a gateway to the world of the dead, but Steve is madly in love with his eccentric girlfriend, Stacy. Unfortunately, their sex life has been suffering as of late because Steve is worried about the odd noises that have been coming from Stacy's pubic region. She says that her vagina is haunted. She doesn't She doesn't think it's that big a deal. Steve, on the other hand, completely disagrees. When a living corpse climbs out of her during an awkward night of lovemaking, Stacy learns that her vagina is actually a doorway to another world. She persuades Steve to climb inside to explore the strange new place. But once inside, Steve finds it difficult to return, especially once he meets an oddly attractive woman named Fig, who lives within the lonely, haunted world between Stacy's legs. The Haunted Vagina by Carlton Mellick III is also out and available and currently on Greg Lawson's nightstand. So I just <laughs> thought I'd put that out there. People that are yeah, interested. I, I agreed to do this show because it was a family show. It, um, Greg, I don't know if you're aware of how families happen, but uh, <laughs> women make love and then babies come out of a vagina. They are definitely a portal mm. to another place. Uh, just real fast. It's not always love, Dave. All right, folks, uh, for the paranormal detective and myself and the colonel, wherever he may be, this is the best in paranormal talk radio, and this is the only is news you need to know. This is the Paranormal 60. Hey, 
birthday!